This I Work For Him podcast is brought to you in part by Rosedale Communications, offering author-centric literary consulting, writing, and editing services to help you capture your voice, craft your message, edit your content, and publish your completed manuscript for business or ministry online at craftingyourmessage.com. Hey there, it's producer Michael Miracle here. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast. We are your on-air resource as a workplace believer. And check out our website for tons more I Work For Him resources. We've got blogs and podcasts and reading material and all sorts of fun stuff there. Plus, a link to listen to the live show several times a day. Yep, head to the website. That's IWorkForHim.com. IWorkTheNumberForHim.com. And the listen tab's up there on the top left. Click that, then click the live link, and you can listen to us live every weekday. That's IWorkForHim.com. I work the number four him.com. And now let's go ahead and kick off what we all came here for, hearing more about connecting what we learn on Sunday with what we do in our nine to five. This is the I Work For Him podcast. We're on location at the Ark Encounter in Williamstown, Kentucky. Martha, how gorgeous was it this morning when we left to go to the Ark? Well, it was dark out, so I don't exactly know, but um, it was fabulous. It and was so beautiful. degrees. Yes, for sure. Martha loves the cold. There was no snow, however, but there was frost on the ground. Hey, welcome to I Work For Him. However you're listening to the show today, just make sure you tell a friend. Please tell a friend. Let them know. They can listen to us anytime, anywhere at IWorkForHim.com. That's IWork, the number four, him.com. And a shout out to our stations all over Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, the First Coast, St. Augustine, Folkestone, Georgia, Carrollton, Georgia, and Jasper, Florida. Thanks so much for tuning in today. Just know that we've prayed for you, and we've put together this show to talk to you about something super-duper incredible. If you missed our show last September from the ARC, this show is going to be even better. You know, in almost every civilization, in fact, I think it's every civilization across the earth, there's a common story about the great flood that destroyed all but a select few. This story of Noah and the ark is widely accepted as truth. There's much scientific evidence of this truth, yet to many scientists, this is an inconvenient truth. Because if the story of the flood is true, then that means that God is real. And if God is real, then that means there's right and wrong. And we go back down that bunny hole to find out that as long as we deny any existence of God, you'll find people who embrace that idea so they can live guilt-free lives. But in order to ignore the story of the flood, you really pretty much have to put your hole, your head in a hole in the ground. How much scientific evidence do you need to just ignore? Well, we're back at the Ark Encounter today in Williamstown, Kentucky. And we've got Patrick Kanuski with us. He is, well, let's see, he's the director of ministry and media. He's gone up in the world's sphere last September. <laughs> Patrick Kanuski, welcome back to hey, I Work For Him. Good to see you guys here. We're so awesome. we're just so grateful to be able to come back here and broadcast from right inside Noah's Ark. Mm-hmm. How, talk to me, how many million people have come through this already oh, in just a year goodness. and a half? Uh, we're close to 1.6 million in just over a year and a half. So we're we're just so blessed here. People are coming from all over the world. And what I tell people is every continent except for Antarctica, because I don't know how you get out of Antarctica. We got that same problem. We there. have nobody listening on Antarctica yeah, either. Imagine that. Those guys. Sounds Anyways. like a field trip. <laughs> so but people what from this, all the continents. Every continent I've seen folks here. South America, uh, you know, all the continents, uh, Folks from countries like South Korea, Saudi Arabia. I've, I've seen some families here from Iraq, Baghdad, wow. uh, Ireland, Iceland. Just, it's really tremendous what's going on. All right, so I want to really, I want to talk about 
the Ark Encounter, all that's going on here with the answers in Genesis. You got guys got stuff going on at the at the Creation Museum and the Ark. But Martha, just your perspective, we just did a forty five minute tour running through the Ark <laughs> after some meetings we were at this morning. What was the what was the thing that you saw that you re- remembered seeing the last fall? You're like, we have got to go back and look at that. Well, the part that I don't remember walking by just now that I really want to go look at again is the whole infrastructure about the air circulation and the... Oh, that model, that that 3D model they have. Yes, I just am so amazed at um, just this whole concept that they said, okay, we know the size... So what would it be like for, you know, a handful of people to live in this and take care of the animals and just the the thought that went into ideas of based on what they had at the time, what they could have done and how it all came together. And so really walking through that, because I'm the kind of person that's like, but how, but right. how does that happen? And this really, you know, we don't know for sure, but these are some really great options right. of what might have happened and the bible is really silent on all that except for the dimensions really right mm-hmm. for the ark that uh god gave noah and god gave the dimensions to noah and he was obedient and he built it but they needed to have some kind of plan for fresh air especially on the bottom deck <laughs> <laughs> we need especially fresh in air anywhere <laughs> in this place <laughs> how do we get rid of the waste from all the mm-hmm. animals how do we get fresh water what about all the food we need to have? So we had some really smart guys, and we still do have some very smart people mm-hmm. on our staff who thought through all that, and we tried to answer the questions before you had even had the question. Right. So maybe you didn't think about fresh air before. No, I hadn't. But we tried to answer that for Oh, you. I did, because I've been in barns before. <laughs> I don't know how bad the barns smell. I can't imagine what this ark would smell like with 1,400 kinds of animals, seven of many of those yes. kinds all in an enclosed area with no windows. The only windows were at the top of the ark. Mm -hmm. And for a year... I mean, that's just... Well, for an unknown period of time, really, because they, did they no. know? They well, know. they didn't know. There's a couple, they didn't know how long right. they were they going to be know. on the that's ark, right. for mm-hmm. sure. But the Bible gives two different accounts of how long they were actually on the ark. The Bible says that Noah entered the ark when he was 600, and he came off the ark when he was 601. Yes. The Bible also says that it rained for 40 days and 40 nights. The waters stayed at elevation, and in other words, they covered the mountains for 150 days. It took 150 days for the waters to recede, and then there had to be some kind of time for it to dry out a little bit so they could actually walk around. And for a a tree to grow and for them to, to sprout. I know one of the things today that really impacted me differently, our tour guide took us to a place where um, when you're first coming on the boat and the door is shut and he said, Think about this moment when the family is all gathered, the door has been shut, and they start to hear thunder and rain, mm-hmm. something they've never heard before. And they were on for a, they were on for a week before that started to happen. Mm-hmm. And what that family would have, what, the, what they all would have been experiencing, what they would have been talking about. And here on the ark, you have it set up and as they're praying mm-hmm. and they're, they're, which is a really good thing to be doing at that point because for a hundred years they've been prepping for this and being ostracized and now here they are all right we're on location in williamstown kentucky today at the ark encounter ladies and gentlemen as you listen to the show today and i know know you're listening from all over the country Mm -hmm. and some people all over the world this is a place summer vacations are coming up you have got to plan to come to greater the greater cincinnati area Mm -hmm. go to the museum of go go to the 
Creation Museum, the Ark Encounter, and then just 400 and some miles away on your way home, go through D.C. to the Museum of the Bible. But you've It's got, like a trifecta, you, right? You've <laughs> got to go to the Ark Encounter. You have got to go to the Ark Encounter. It is Hey, do they have to go to the Ark Encounter? Well, Actually, they don't morning. have to, but boy, they'd be missing out if they uh, did It's incredible. So we're pulling up today, and the bus is at 645 this morning at 28 degrees. Yes. And you've got the rainbow on the Ark. Right, exactly. That. We we started shining the rainbow lights on the ark at Christmas time in 2016. That was our first Christmas. We opened in July of 16. Well, we got some press back. Yeah, we got some press about that. Actually, it was the LGBT community wrote a couple of articles in the newspapers about we are so glad that you have our colors on your ark. <laughs> well, you know. Uh, the organization that we have, and Ken being the way he Ken is, Ham, we didn't. With answers did, in Genesis. Yes, that's right. He did not. We did not take this laying down. So we we wrote some articles, did some editorials, and we said, "Look, this is what the rainbow means. This is what it is all about. It started in the Bible. You have hijacked it. And oh, by the way, you know your flag. It only has six of the colors on there. There's more colors than that in the rainbow. So I, it." A little controversial, but it really shut things down. And instead of just having the colors during Christmas time, we have them year-round now. Did you ever get the postcard so we could send it out that has the picture of the ark with the rainbow on it that says, Taken Back the Rainbow? Yes. Did you get a postcard for that Well, yet? I think we have something like that, yes. We know we I saw it at Christmas t-shirt. in a magazine. I think it was in, like, American Family or something. Mm-hmm. They did an article about it. We thought that was t-shirt. just great. You want a T-shirt? I want the T-shirt. The T-shirt. We have, maybe we have we'll lots talk of stuff to Otto, the no, but I want the T-shirt got. that says, <laughs> Taken Back the yes. Rainbow. There you go. All right, so... As we pulled up this morning, the rainbow's on it. It's incredible. It's so huge. But there's a – and today, because we were with a special group, we had to walk – can we even say that? We walked up the, the ramp? The ramp outside. Nobody wow. gets to do that. So we got to walk up the ramp on the Very outside Very special today. group. But it, they can see our picture – or not big, our picture. huge doors. We, I yeah. took a picture of the rainbow this morning and put it on our Facebook. So if people go look at mm-hmm. I Work For Him's Facebook page, they can see what we're talking about. And we got to go through the big doors that on the other side that, – Those that, doors, I, they haven't been opened in a year. They're very special and they doors. Worked. Wow. Yeah, they still work. Okay, so here's a funny mm. thing about that. We're all standing there outside the door. There's nobody up there. <laughs> and I push it open. I'm like, hello. Yeah, that's so funny. <laughs> and then we went That's in. so funny. It was, it it was, was great. a great place. All right, listen. We are on location in Williamstown, Kentucky, at the site of the Ark Encounter, a project put together by the team from Answers in Genesis. And we've got with us... The director of ministry and media, Patrick Kanuski, last year he was director of he was super dude director and, and he's now very specific <laughs> director. But as I think su- he's still more super dude. Well now he's even super duder. Okay. All right. So I wanna talk why is the arc here? Why is it here? I mean, you're literally 500 and some how how many how many feet long? Five hundred and ten feet long? Five hundred and ten feet long. And and how many stories high? Seven stories high. Uh the normal part there's a sail what i call a sail on the front of the ark the bow of the ark also so that that'll put you at 10 stories high mm. so get up there so why is it here what, what, what's this ark encounter all about it's gonna there's gonna be a flood what what do you mean no I'm just, I'm just, no no because we have the rainbow. that's the reason for was, the rainbow right. is that god that. said in the bible he would never destroy the earth again with a flood so that's the yes. reason for the rainbow that's a sign but no the ark is here uh, actually, uh, the reason for the Creation Museum and Answers in Genesis being in this area is because 
Ken and the founders wanted to have it located in an area that is within driving distance of two-thirds of the population of the United States. So that's why the Cincinnati area, within a day's drive of two-thirds of the population. So if it was on the West Coast or the East Coast, maybe the guys on the other coast wouldn't even be able to get to Mm -hmm. it. So it's accessible. Now, the reason for the Ark being in Williamstown is we wanted to put the Ark on the Creation Museum property. Probably could have done that, but there wouldn't have been any room for parking and no room for expansion. So you could build a bit. You, nobody could come visit because the, there would be yeah, nowhere to go. That's one of those things. <laughs> that's, right. That, that's right. The reverse. But why build an Ark? I mean, why? I mean, it, it's, it's a tremendous evangelical outreach. I mean, it's just building it will prove to people that the biblical account is true. I mean, there's nothing like putting your hands on something. Mm-hmm. You know, we even say that about the ark. You, you can't really do it justice by pictures or video. Correct. Uh, you have to come here and check it out. And that is so true. Yeah. That is you so have to true. check it out. So you talk about Evangelical Tool, and I've told people the third floor video that you mm-hmm. watch is the clear, and I've told this, if I haven't told it a hundred times, I've told it a thousand times that it's the clearest presentation of the gospel that I've ever seen in video form. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it just talks all about God's rescue plan. I mean, how, and it's entertaining and oh, funny. Yeah. Plus, and, it's, yeah, plus it's enjoyable. Yeah. But well now, our, our tour guide said that there's a new video plan on the third floor too. And I think he just meant it was the new century one. Like that was oh, there was the okay. lower so floor was, was that. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I think deck, that's what he deck meant. Deck two. There's two theaters. Yes. Okay. There's one on deck two that has the Noah interview. Okay. So that's well, a lady. He's the ark. Right. While Noah's building the ark, there's a lady who's with a uh, newspaper in the area, ancient, obviously, newspaper. <laughs> and she's all tatted up and she's very cynical. Yes. Very, very cynical. And she's just like, ah, oh, Noah, you're out of your mind. And what are you doing this for? And then after the interview, as they're leaving, it starts to rain. And they're like, hey, what's going on here? So then the sequel <laughs> to that movie is called As in the Days of Noah. And that's the same actors. Uh, but it's on the modern-day Ark Encounter, and they're interviewing a guy named Noah. And again, very cynical yeah. newspaper reporter, but she starts to get it at the end, which is mm-hmm. really cool. Mm-hmm. So you've had a million six visitors already, and you're just getting started with with what's going on here. So the Ark is done. You had a little zoo we were here last fall, but you're doubling the size of the zoo? We're going to double the size of the zoo. It'll be complete sometime in 2019. We probably won't get to it completely this year, but that that will be uh, that will be built up. We're building on the way out to the zoo right now. There's a picnic area, a large. Uh, I think they've changed the name. It used to be called Picnic Ridge or Ararat. No, Ararat Ridge is where the zoo is, but it's it's changed names a little bit. So there'll be a, 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 an area to have an outside picnic. Yeah, you okay. can have picnic. Uh, actually, you don't. You can't bring your your picnic, but you, once you get your food, you can eat it outside there. And there, you said there's a really good smokehouse yes. and pizza. Brisket is awesome. There's a pizza house. There's a sandwich shop. And that's all in addition to and I, the the food that they have over at the uh, the buffet is just outstanding. And Zara's. And Zara's Kitchen buffet. Largest indoor restaurant in the country? It's the largest, as near as we can tell. Largest seating capacity restaurant in the United States. 1,500 people could sit at one time. 1,500 seats. And today it mm-hmm. was packed.
packed on the first floor, yeah. and the second floor was pretty packed too. Yeah, that's where we had and our and event. And it's a cold, frigid day, and since uh, in in northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. yeah, I saw the buses just lining up to dump people off. I mean, one well, after the other after the other. And as you can imagine, after the winter, everybody's got cabin fever; they want yes. to get out. So the bus traffic from the bus tours is starting to pick up now. Mm-hmm. We just really got finished with uh, spring break. We think the majority of the spring break was probably last week. That's still trickling in. Based on the traffic we experienced last week, we think everybody was on spring break, and they all went to Florida. (laughs) So when we left on Friday... They were all leaving Florida. So. <laughs> exactly. All right, so let's let's talk about the mission of the Ark. Martha, anytime you want to jump in here. You know. Well, let's finish one thought, okay. maybe. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. We were talking about all that we're expanding. Oh, yeah. okay. There's yes. a Patrick, lot of things. We're expanding. I, I, my apologies, actually. <laughs> I think it went to food. I'm yeah. not sure. So. Let's talk about <laughs> chow. Know, let me just mention one of the greatest features of this park. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Mountain Dew on tap. Oh, please. Seriously. <laughs> unbelievable. He's addicted. This is, He's I am a happy addicted, camper. and no, nobody in our listening audience is shocked by those comments, but he it is. Organization has Mountain Dew on tap. That is, is absolutely. Well, you know what they say. Caffeine is the Christian drug. Yeah. So. Yeah. And some drink, most drink of, up. most, you know, church <laughs> attenders drink coffee. And drink then there's up. a few of us that, you know, So continuing with the building. Yes, expansion. Let's expansion. talk about it. Uh, we're also right in the middle of building a 2,500 seat auditorium. Wow. Theater. Massive place. Uh, it's also going to have a basement. So in addition to that 2,500 seat multipurpose theater, multipurpose auditorium mm-hmm. where you can move the seats. Uh, you know, we can have dinners in there. You can have con- uh, conferences. We can have uh, concerts. Concerts, so we, we do yeah. concerts. Well, definitely, we have a place to do indoor Jim, we concerts. we can book you for a concert. Even mm-hmm. if, we can sing. Even yeah. in the wintertime. <laughs> so the weather, if the weather's bad, we still have a concert inside. Yeah. And then the basement is going to have all kinds of co- uh, classrooms and areas for meetings and stuff like that. So. It's going to be tremendous. Because the foundation of this is all about answers in Genesis. And right. so you you guys are very much about educating and helping yes, people to understand. Absolutely. absolutely. What does the Bible say about anything? Mm-hmm. Um, actually, the Bible talks about everything. So why not just refer to that as your as your source, right. as well, your reference? Let's talk about why we're talking about this in I Work for Him. Because, you know, it's like, hey, we're at the Ark Encounter. It's really cool. But what does it have to do with my job? But I think... the the Ark Encounter, the Creation Museum, has everything to do with our faith. Because as we connect our faith and our work, we need to understand what the Bible really has to say. And the Bible has a lot to say about life. In the first, Ken Ham says it, everything you need to know about life is in the first 11 chapters, or is the first 12 chapters of Genesis. He says that. What, what does he say? First 11. First 11 chapters. Yeah. Okay. Because I started, I went back to Genesis after he said that last year, and I heard him like, okay, I got to just see he what He probably doesn't have pieces. anything against the 12th chapter, but, you know, <laughs> I'm just saying. But when you, when you look at, you know, there, the world will tell you that the flood didn't happen, that the dinosaurs were extinct because a comet hit the, the, the earth, that the ice age, you know, came... 10 million years ago or I mean all these different things when in fact the flood was the cataclysmic event that wiped out the majority of the large reptiles which were the dinosaurs and then the ice age was to follow after that I mean that's what you read right here on the walls in the in the ark encounter right we postulate that uh, there was an ice age based on what happened to the earth with the flood that there was an ice, ice age sometime after the flood the evidence is there the evidence is there in the rock layers, 
Actually, the evidence is in the Bible about the history of man. Uh, if you read the lineage and all that, there, it's right there. So if you take the Bible literally from the first word, Genesis 1-1, all the way through, then you get a complete picture. But you, I mean, you say we postulate, but even in the last year since we were here, because of climate change, the ice cap in Antarctica, in the, uh, yeah, Antarctica has been melting, and they're exposing plant matter, and they're finding tropical plants hmm. underneath the ice in Antarctica, which goes right along with the flood narrative where the whole earth was covered in, in a, what do they call it, a canopy, and it was all tropical. But after the rains came and the floods came, the climate changed, and that's where the Ice Age came, wiped things out. And, yeah. and that's well, why we got tropical plants underneath the arctic ice cap i don't know a lot about climate change but i do know it snowed here on monday it <laughs> it's snowed it's in be 70 northern kentucky yeah it's going to be 70 tomorrow so there's yeah, there's something going the on. point was that there's proof all over the place that there was a global flood and right here at the ark encounter there's a lot of explanations for what did the ark look like obviously you can walk through it and see potentially how it was built and how it was shaped but then the engineering marvels of how did they feed 1400 kinds of animals as well as get fresh water and fresh air and all of that stuff you need to plan your vacation your summer vacation to the ark encounter and the creation museum go to arkencounter.com or answersingenesis.com so we're with patrick kanuski he is the director of ministry and media here so anybody that needs that wants to do anything related to media with the ark encounter they have to filter through patrick and we've gone through blood tests and uh, mental screening. We had to do the lie detector, background they checks. They yeah. didn't pass the mental screening. No, <laughs> mental screening. We didn't make it through mental. that one. But All right, Patrick, right before the break, we were talking about some of the incredible improvements you have here. But we got a lot of people to tune in right after the bottom of the half hour. Mm-hmm. So let's just talk to them about why people should come and visit the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. Well, f- well, first of all, you said that people are tuning in. They may know, I may know some of these people that are tuning in, because I used to live down there. In Tampa, you used to live in Tampa. Lived in Valrico, Mm -hmm. uh, outside of Brandon. We went to Calvary Chapel, Brandon. Shout out to all my buddies down to Calvary Chapel. Lots of people down there that... uh, Free plug right here, and I work for There you go. And I also had a home renovation business called Warriors at Work. So maybe some of the people listening, I worked on their house. Hopefully your house is still standing. (laughs) And things are okay, but um, anyways. Call the I Work For Him listener line. Give us some feedback on our guest, 866-713-9675, 866-713-9675. Hey, I didn't ask you this ahead of time, but I'm just putting you on the spot. So we've got listeners, and they're going to be listening all over Florida today. Right. Do you want to give away any really cool swag that has Ark Encounter on it today? To one of our to, – to, let's just say we give away one thing. Okay. Or, or what do you how want? about how about a DVD on how the Ark was built? Oh, that's fabulous. The building of the Ark Encounter. All right. So we're going to give away a copy of the DVD of the building of the Ark Encounter, which is really cool. I've seen the video that you did in like 90 seconds, but this yeah. is a little more it's, – it's not quite as complicated yeah. as that. It spreads it out a little bit. Call the listener line, 866-713-9675, 866-713-WORK. So what Jim's talking about is we have a DVD – that has Ken Ham on it, and Ken Ham talks about the Genesis, the original thought about building the Ark back in 2004. Well, the museum was built uh, and opened in 2007, and then the Ark Encounter got way up on top on the to-do list, 
and they decided, hey, let's see if we can raise some money. Is there interest? Can we engineer this thing? Is it even feasible? Can we find land? Mm -hmm. And God just provided and provided and provided. So all that is talked through the first part of the DVD. The second film is talks about how we built some of our exhibits. Mm -hmm. And then the third part is what you're talking about. It's a time-lapse video of the building of the ark. It's a time-lapse, daytime time-lapse of them how how the ark was built and it's really it's fascinating. fascinating it's very cool and yeah. you know that whole concept of like you guys built all the animals and our tour guide was the guy in charge of building mm. like a lot of these animal cages and all of those kinds of things and just the the logistics behind that mm -hmm. but actually the detail of building these animals and actually putting the pieces of fur mm -hmm. on the you know well, let's talk about this so, so operationally now the, the ark's been open almost two years you got to start dusting. So, uh, <laughs> so, yeah. you, know, you don't want to use a vacuum cleaner and take the fur off. You don't no, want to. I mean, do but that. how do you yeah. keep this stuff clean? Because it looks, it still looks brand new in yeah. here. It's an it's amazing shape. How do you keep it clean? Uh, housekeeping. Our our housekeeping guys work all night to make sure the place is ready to go in the morning. It's uh, the floors yeah, we got are here spotless. At six o'clock this morning. It was perfect. Yeah, the floors are spotless. Everything's dusted down. Uh, it's really an amazing operation. So, what really do they is. do though in the cages? All the examples <laughs> along. That, I mean, how are they keeping those clean? Well, uh, we we get the guys in here that built them, and and they they go in with uh, with some fine cleaning materials and, and take care of it. There's <laughs> the a. You want to know? Yeah. Why do you want to know that? Do you want to know how to clean your house? I just, you know, he has no hair, so yeah. oh, I don't know. He's fascinated wow. by. Well, we have a taxidermy along. display also at yeah. at Mzara's kitchen. There's right. an awesome world class. Yes taxidermy display and those things have to be cleaned periodically oh too. i imagine so, so the owner comes down with his team from indiana and he he cleans the animals <laughs> fantastic amazing. well and, and you talk about location you mentioned in the last segment that you guys picked northern kentucky because it's within any it's within one day's driving distance of two-thirds two of the population mm -hmm. now it is not within one day's driving distance of florida unless you're like a martha jim driver because it's about mm -hmm. 950 miles from tampa bay but literally, it's 400 miles to D.C., which means it's about 500 miles to New York City. It's only 500 miles to Minneapolis because we're going to be, you know, we're going to be in Iowa and, uh, or Minneapolis next week. It's about 500 miles up there. So you really are in a central part uh, of the country. So, it, it, I mean, and you're getting a million. But, I mean, I'm guessing that this summer, because of how much people are talking about it, yeah. you are going to get just swamped with people right. coming well, from everywhere. What really made a difference is the bus tours. Hmm. The bus tours, we've had upwards of 55 buses here at the Ark. At uh, one time? At one time, one day. 55 buses. That's, that's. I mean, if you talk 50 apiece, that's 2,500 people right. just from buses. Uh, the biggest day we had was last year in August was about 8,500 folks. We had a concert that night too, but still during the day we had 8,500 folks here. So what do you mean you had a concert? So people like book coming here with oh, yeah. somebody and they buy a, a, a ticket for that? Buy a ticket to the concert. We had Stephen Curtis Chapman here. Uh, there was a couple thousand people that came for that. It was an outdoor concert, wonderful night. We did it after hours. And the, the folks could come to the Ark also sure. for an additional price on their concert ticket. So it was really neat. Oh, really neat. that's fat. The so governor, now I get it more about the, the whole concert hall that you're building. The governor of Kentucky came also. 
Nice. He came Neat. and kind of talked for a little bit up on stage, so that was really cool. Got that is very cool. Wow. Yeah. All right, so let's talk about some more of the expansion stuff because we're talking about, mm. you know, as Christ followers, we really need to have a grasp on. You know, there's so many Christ followers who are like, well, you know, I'm good with Jesus, but but the whole Genesis thing. Yeah, did that really happen? I mean, Ken Ham is the foremost expert really worldwide on the apologetics of creation, mm-hmm. uh, on defending creation in the biblical narrative. You guys are going to take – so you've got the Creation Museum, which is a great introduction, lots of great reading over there. I mean, the materials, the bookstores. Frankly, I like the bookstores almost as much as I like the Ark because there's so much cool stuff. He, he really likes the plush toys, doesn't he? Oh, yeah. The plush toys. The little plush toys down there. Looking, I'm looking up at the Ark Encounter neck wrap. I'm thinking The travel pretty, pillow. The travel pillow. Yeah. That's cool. But, but you, you've got so much great materials. But there's not, it's not been without controversy. Ken Ham has had to deal with some controversy. I know he did a face-to-face with Bill Nye, the science guy. Mm-hmm. Bill Nye, the quote-unquote science guy, here. And they got to spend hours walking through here and talking through it. That was fantastic. But, you know, Ken was going to go be, go speak, and, right. and he caused some controversy in Oklahoma not too long Right. Ago. You're talking the Bible Belt here. Uh, mm-hmm. There was an issue down uh, outside of Oklahoma City, a place called the University of Central Oklahoma. They invited Ken to speak on March the 5th, and this was all set up, ready to go. The LGBT community got a hold of the fact that Ken was going to come and speak on the campus, and they said, Oh, no, not on our campus. They put tremendous pressure on the university administration, the student administration, and Ken was uninvited, Mm, which kind of sent shockwaves through our place. And so we started writing. So much for tolerance. Yeah. You know, it's. Uh, We're not going political. uh, I'm getting that out. I just got that. We could talk. That's another segment. That's a whole other. So we wrote some articles. We actually got um, Todd Starnes from Fox Radio involved. Uh, He wanted to cover it after he saw some of the articles we wrote. Mm -hmm. So Ken Ham's on the radio, and Todd Starnes says, Hey, here's the university president's phone number. I want everybody to call into the president, and uh, we want Ken reinvited. So that made us a little nervous. Ken doesn't like controversy, but he doesn't shy away from it either. Um, So as a result of that uh, radio show and the newspaper articles, the uh, state representatives that are in the area there at Oklahoma came to visit the university president. The student uh, representatives didn't like it. The teachers didn't like it. And the donors for the college didn't like Hmm. it either. Mm-hmm. So they provided when a lot of pressure. Talks, yeah. Yes, they they put some pressure on the university president. Ken got reinvited to speak on time on March fifth as scheduled, and it was a big hit. Mm-hmm. It was a huge hit. It packed hall. Packed hall. Mm-hmm. The university president actually wanted to make it a couple of days of education re- revolving around rights and what is the what do the amendments say about free speech and religious uh, freedom and things of that nature. So he had classes on that in addition to Ken's talk. And then he also had a class on evolution, which uh, my understanding is it wasn't very well attended. Wow. You know, I think people are hungry for the truth. And Ken is just such a good Mm -hmm. communicator and educator. And I know we've had conversations with people, his whole talk on we're all just different shades of brown, Mm -hmm. you know, and understanding that. So I just want to encourage people to go to the website and learn Mm -hmm. about the resources that AnswersInGenesis.org has to offer. Tens of thousands of articles, radio clips, videos. On our website, it's all free. 
and you can just i mean i do my research on our website when i have to answer uh mail for ken i I'm, i do a lot of the the snail mail answering for a ken people and, still use this mail to send oh, letters it's tremendous how much how many letters we get we get lots of mail in all right so let's get to some more of the cool stuff that's going on here because when people come make the trek all the way up to williamstown kentucky and what city is the creation museum in Petersburg. Petersburg. Okay. Petersburg, Kentucky. So it's just west of the airport. All right. So yes. just northern Kentucky, right near Cincinnati. It's an entire week of experience. They could easily spend a week up here experiencing how the just really getting their kids and themselves a great Bible education. It's like going to seminary, but a lot more fun. And there's <laughs> and there's mm-hmm. and there's uh, uh, zip lines. And you don't have those at <laughs> seminary. Zip lines. All right. So you've we built the ark. We're building. Uh, a, a, a big amp, uh, a big hall, and then you've got your picnic area is getting bigger, which means you probably have more food. The zoo's expanding. The zoo's doubling inside, and you're going to have dinosaurs and, and all kinds. Of... <laughs> no, no dinosaurs. I think he's a little mixed up. I think he might be. Yeah. All right. Well, well, it's big lizards. Then I think they would be. But what? I mean, you've got animals. another big project that you're that you're down the pike. Yeah. I mean, the building project here at the Ark is going to be. Eight or ten years, who knows? I mean, yeah. it's going to take some time to put all this in, but uh, as as the Lord provides, we're going to be building a uh, Noah's Walled City, which is going to be an indoor walled city, so it'll be uh, winterized. So you can do that in the winter, also uh, a place where Noah might have lived. You know, what did the village look like? What was going on in the village? Things like that, and then a Tower of Babel. Oh, also, you got to hold that thought. Martha, it's another incredible day here in Williamstown, Kentucky. Twice you know, in seven months. Unbelievable. I, it is. And I just feel like the day goes so fast. I mean, there's so much here to see. And um, I hope that we're just giving people a little taste of what it is that they will experience and give them interested so they go online, check it out for themselves, and um, make their family reservations for um, taking a trip here. And you could all come from different parts of the country and and convene here Patrick, as a family very vacation. good point about the families what we did on the first of march is we reduced our prices we've set a, a separate price now for teens okay. so 13 to 17 is 25 dollars used to be 40 mm. that's a 15 dollar reduction mm-hmm. in the price where disney world increased their price to i think it's 129 dollars oh, yeah. or something wow just an arm <laughs> So, and then we also have a price for children, which is uh, five to twelve is thirteen dollars, and then the adults. We increase the price a little bit, a few dollars on the adults, but relatively speaking, for a family, we're, we want to get as many young people in here as possible. Yes. All right. So let's talk about something. You talked right before the break about you're building the Tower of Babel, and I made the joke. Will they ever finish it? Well, because no. they never finished the Tower of Babel. <laughs> That's right. So obviously, no the controversy gonna, here. The design's going to look <laughs> so how somewhat tall unfinished, will it sure. really be? Yeah. How tall heard, will they get it? We've heard that. <laughs> well, we're going to do a few things before the Tower of Babel, but the Tower of Babel, the biblical account of that really is the continuation of the story of the flood account when you think about it Mm -hmm. because when the people got off of the ark the eight that's where we all come from is the eight that got off the ark right they went to a certain area and they didn't disperse like god wanted them to so yeah he told them go they built this built this tower and they thought they were going to do great things and god had a different idea let's just talk about i want to i want to talk about how this impacts why Every Christ follower that comes here, Martha, give your perspective on why every Christ follower 
no matter what their workplace looks like, why they should bring their families here? Well, I think, for instance, is you and I both grew up in biblically-based homes, yet there are still aspects of creation, the flood, just uh whatever that we don't completely comprehend and um you know having a place where you see the truth laid out in so many different ways we have different kinds of learners you know so there's video there's stuff that you read there's you can touch you can see you can feel there's the um i don't remember what kind of artwork this is called but the um the the modern comic you know Mm -hmm. kind of stuff all all different aspects um to just help the family engage you can actually walk through a graphic novel there yeah it's fabulous deepening our faith What's also really impressive, Patrick, is the people, the staff. It's like going to a museum staffed by (laughs) (laughs) Chick-fil-A. I mean, mean, literally, even when we're getting our tour, the girls, we said thank you. She goes, my pleasure. I'm like, you worked at Chick-fil-A first. (laughs) Because people, you've got top-notch people that are working here. They're all so friendly. In fact, we've invaded Otto Neff's office. We're sitting in his office right now. He's the director of ARC Operations. Director of ARC Operations. Think about that. So he's got to shovel out all the stuff after the animals are done at the end of the day. That's exactly right. But, you know, we... So you've got incredible people on staff. I tried to get Otto to get on the air, and he refused to join us on the air day. But he's in charge. I'm pretty sure there was more of his title too. It's retail, retail uh, merchandising. merchandising. Yeah. Talk to us about the work environment. You've got two daughters working here, right? So it must be okay. It's a great place to work. Actually, we're hiring. We have a couple of 300 folks that we need to get on board. Wow. Before part time people, full time people, part time, full time, it doesn't matter. All the time, some of the time, we will take anyone. Matter of fact, if your listeners want to come up from Florida, you won't take. I'm anyone. sure. <laughs> I'm sure they will take. Yes, even Floridians. No, what you do is you <laughs> as long as you not come in. Fans <laughs> <that they deal. laughs> you come in for an interview. Uh, we do ask that our employees sign a uh, statement of faith, mm-hmm. and that's required for everyone. But if you want to come up, even for the summer, you're in college, you want to have a cool place to work, mm. there's very cheap places to live around here. You can get a small apartment or whatever. But we, we'll take you for any amount of time you want to come up here. Wow. And work. What so where do they find idea. that? On what website? Uh, AnswersInGenesis.org. Uh, any, any of our websites, any of the three websites, Creation Museum, Ark Encounter, Answers in Genesis, just type in employment okay. or careers or anything like that, and you can get right to the website. It lists all of the possibilities for employment. All right. You've got two of your daughters, your 19-year-old daughter and your 15-year-old daughter working here. That's right. So you wouldn't bring them here if it wasn't a great place to work. What is their perspective? What, what kind of conversations do you have around the dinner table about all of you guys mm. working here at the Arkansas? Well, the 19-year-old especially, she, she's full-time here. Mm. So the, the what's fifth, her name? Give her a shout out. Samantha is our 19 year old Samantha Kanuski. <laughs> she was a homeschooler down in uh, down in Brandon, uh, in that area of Valrico Brandon area, and you know she knows everybody. She's very very extroverted. So, do, so this is a great place. So she loves she loves being in guest services. She takes tickets. She's a greeter. She works at the landing. She, you know, she does a lot of different things. But what she, what she said is the her favorite part is that she gets to pray with her, uh, her mm. fellow employees in the morning. They they come in early, they have a prayer session, they talk about issues and stuff like that before they even work. Fabulous. So they have a great time. Now the fifteen year old, she's really uh, temporary part time. Uh, works a lot of weekends. 
Except in the summer, I think they're going to probably... She's making fudge. Ma- she's making they fudge. Make she doesn't get much better than that. She knows how to make fudge. Not only do they have Mountain Dew on tap and in the bottles right here in the Ark <laughs> Encounter, they also have homemade fudge. And peanut brittle and... Yes, mm-hmm. brittle, all kinds of... Have you ever had bacon brittle? I don't think... Were they giving out samples that we were Certainly, Certainly, we have not brittle. had bacon brittle bacon because brittle. Jim is a bacon When they make the bacon brittle, it smells... It's unbelievable. I could have given you an on-air sure. testimonial if we'd done that on our way up here. <laughs> a sample. Yeah, I would have done that for you, too. I, for you, I would do that. All right. So, so something new down there right. in the gift shop where they do make the uh, brittle and the fudge is they're making cookies. The biggest cookies I've ever seen... Hmm. Chocolate chip. He's holding his hands out there like nine inches wide. Uh, they're they're huge, <laughs> bigger than a softball, way bigger than a softball. So uh, tremendous, tremendous wow. homemade cookies right there on the property. Well, and just the the, the buffet at at Amzara's is mm-hmm. is a great buffet. It's I wonderful. Mean, it, it just and it's just everywhere you go. The excellence in the construction. Okay, is so you're not going to starve. No. You're going <laughs> to learn some things. You you're going to enjoy walking, the experience. But it's totally right. handicap accessible. It really is. Absolutely. And um, yes, we have, have run out of carts. I mean, if you had we, days oh, where you've run out of carts, we have more carts now. Uh, how many? We have eighty electric carts, ninety electric carts, and the scooters we call them. Yep. Right. And then wheelchairs, uh, baby uh, strollers. strollers. Yep. All those kinds of things you can rent here too. All right, what you know, you've now been on staff for a long time. Your role has grown. What is your favorite part of the Ark Encounter and Creation Museum experience? Well, if you were to pick one part that has touched you personally and helped grow grow your faith, uh, the people's reaction. Mm. Talk With, to me about that. Without a doubt, the people's reaction. Some people come out of some of the exhibits, especially the especially the one that preaches the. The gospel that talks about the gospel, people will walk out sometimes teary-eyed and just mm-hmm. just really moved by what they see. Well, you you say your you know, your favorite part is walking around talking to guests. Oh yeah. So I mean, what what are some of the what are some of the things they say to you? Um, it just uh, we can't wait to come back and bring the rest of our church. Mm. Uh, they're so glad they made the trip, and a lot of you know I talked to some people, some large groups, and I'm like, what are you doing in Kentucky? Well, we're going to the Creation Museum and the Ark Encounter. I said, what else are you going to do? Uh, oh, we're just going to see those two. We're going to go home after that. They come up here from very far away sometimes, Washington mm-hmm. State, San Diego, wow. just to see these two places. And it's Well, just, it's a great airport nearby, so people right. are able to fly in and out. Mm-hmm. And literally, it's right off of 75. So if you're right. anywhere in Michigan, all the way down to Miami, mm-hmm. you jump on 75, drive north, or jump on 75, drive south, and you end up right here. There's mm-hmm. an exit. You got a big brown sign, Ark Encounter. Can't miss it. No, you can't miss it. Mm-hmm. All right, so talk about this. So you're settling. Your family's up here now. You're settling into the community. What is, you are part of a big church. Talk about the impact that you see the Ark Encounters having on the community right here in Williamstown, Kentucky. Tremendous for the county. The county is just warmed up to us big time. This is Grant County. Because it's making them money. Right. In tourist dollars, it's just it's going through the roof. Hmm. And what it's done here also with the ARC, it's increased the guest population at the Creation Museum. So we've had to expand the hallways oh, yeah. in the Creation Museum because of the uh, bottlenecks it's created with so many people. So they had their... Their biggest year ever last year at the Creation Museum. Wow. Awareness. And they doubled the parking lot. I saw the parking lot. You could land a plane in the parking lot. That's huge. (laughs) 
Patrick, it's so amazing to be back here. I just I, people need to find out how do they how do they sign up to get here. I mean, do people need to buy tickets ahead of time? Is there any danger they get here and there's no room? Oh yeah, there's always room, plenty of room. Go on any of our websites, Answers in Genesis, Ark Encounter, or Creation Museum. You can find our hours, how to buy tickets, how to get here, directions, um, housing, lodging, and food in the area. You can find it all there on the website. Patrick Kanuski, thank you so much for being back on I Work For Him. Right, great to see you guys again. Please come back soon. We'll come back again. Martha, fun being back in the Ark Encounter. Yes. we got to get all of our friends to take their families to the Ark Encounter. Come. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host Jim and Martha Brangenberg. We're Christ followers. Our workplace, it's our mission field, but ultimately, I, I work, work for him. him.